This is the Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Tuesday, December 5, 2023. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. A Macomb man is pleading not guilty in a shooting that followed a traffic dispute last month. 38-year-old Herman Hill is charged with two felony counts of aggravated battery with a firearm. He remains in the McDonough County Jail after being denied pre-trial release. Hill waived his right to a preliminary hearing and has asked for a jury trial. He's due back in court early next year for a pre-trial hearing. The holiday lights are back and shining bright at one southeast Iowa City park. Tri-State's public radio's Will Buss tells us about one man's mission to make sure the lights stay on each year. It all started when Joe Schumann stopped to lend a hand. That's what got the Keokuk resident involved with his hometown's annual holiday light display. Yeah, I started in 2000. Uh, my brother did it for a year, for 18 years before that. And I just went by one day and I saw him trying to do something by himself, so I stopped helping and next thing I knew, I'm caught. They call it City of Christmas, and this year marks Schumann's 24th year helping put up the annual light show in Rand Park. It's the 35th year for City of Christmas. The annual light display is made possible by financial donations and volunteers who help Schumann set it up each November in time to turn the lights on by Thanksgiving night. Schumann says around 100 local businesses have sponsored one or multiple lighted images for this year's display. Countless white and multicolored lights shine or flash through the park, taking the shape of Santa and his reindeer, cartoon characters, and still in animated holiday scenes. And Schumann will be there every night to open and close the gates. Yes, I do enjoy it. It's just kids, you know, the little kids, the older people love this stuff, you know. You can enter the light show at 17th Street. Donations are welcome and will be collected at the show's exit on Orleans Avenue. Admission is free. I'm Will Buss. Widespread power outages in Warren and Henderson counties were the result of a downed subtransmission line at an Abingdon substation. There were outages on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Monday morning. Amarin says the same customers were impacted by the multiple outages, though some customers have been switched to another circuit. BNSF Railway announced that the toll will soon increase for drivers using the bridge that connects Fort Madison and Nyota. The current toll is $2 for cars. That will rise to $3 on January 1st, and it will increase by another dollar at the start of 2025. Increases will also be implemented for other vehicles, such as buses, RVs, and trucks. The last toll increase was in 2012. A new report from Northwestern University is documenting Illinois' news deserts. Illinois Public Radio's Dave McKinney reports. Northwestern's Medill School of Journalism is out with a national update on the continuing disappearance of local news outlets, and the news for Illinois isn't good. Five counties in the state have no local news outlets. Another 33 have only one. Longtime journalist Tim Franklin is an associate dean at Medill. He says such news deserts typically see government spending increase, borrowing costs rise, civic participation drop, and corruption increase. We're talking about real tangible effects. 
from this local news crisis that's happening all over the country, including in Illinois. Federal labor data shows Illinois currently has about 900 journalists, down 70 percent from 20 years ago. This is Dave McKinney. The holiday season is a time of family and togetherness, but for many it can also be a time of painful isolation. Mina Patel runs the nonprofit Republic of Kindness. She says that nearly 60% of Americans feel lonely. If you are lonely around people who you don't have anything in common with, you need to really sit down and, 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 and figure out like what is it that you want from a friendship. So you want to, to really target the events that will probably bring people that you know that, that you would have more in common with. Patel says the loneliness epidemic has been a problem for years, but it was exacerbated by the forced isolation of the COVID-19 pandemic. Last spring, the U.S. Surgeon General labeled loneliness a public health crisis. The Iowa Democratic Party has determined what candidates will be on their party's 2024 presidential preference caucus cards. President Joe Biden, Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips, and author Marianne Williamson will be the three names listed for Democrats to choose. The cards will also have uncommitted as a choice. The Iowa Democratic Party will still hold caucuses the same night as Republicans, January 15th. They will only conduct party business that night. Iowa Democrats will release the results of their mail-in presidential preference cards on Super Tuesday, which is March 5th. Iowa Democrats can already request a mail-in presidential preference card. In our feature for today, a new report commissioned by the state of Illinois shows its prisons, including two in central Illinois, are in terrible shape because of years of neglect and deferred maintenance. Illinois Public Radio's Edith Brady-Lunny and John Norton discussed what the report found and what it all means. CGL companies found that three of the state's 27 facilities are actually approaching an inoperable status. Um, The three prisons on that list are Logan, Pontiac, and Stateville. And the lengthy report cites $2.5 billion dollars in deferred maintenance at the prisons, including $235 million at Pontiac and $116 million at the Logan Prison for Women in Lincoln. What are some of the deficiencies that these consultants found? Uh, the report lists everything from poor water quality, leaky pipes, uh, peeling paint, to uh, makeshift mental health units uh, across the system. The report starts with the fact that some Illinois prisons date back to the 1800s. Pontiac started out as the State Reformatory for Youth in 1892, and Logan was the Illinois Asylum for Feeble-Minded Children in the 1870s, before the state took it over in uh, 1978 for a men's prison. So it's not surprising that these spaces designed for another purpose and time are very ill-suited for today's prison system. And also, we have to, to realize that about 9,600 inmates are still housed in those oldest facilities. So what are some of the recommendations in this report? The consultants actually see an opportunity right now uh, to improve the system without investing all that money needed to make the repairs. Um, There's been a sharp decrease in the prison population, actually about 40% over the past 10 years, has made um, more space available. 
the transfer of women housed at Logan to space at the Illinois River facility in Canton would avoid those expensive fixes at Logan, and Pontiac, the consultant said, should see further reductions in their capacity to meet the extreme staff shortages there. And Stateville and Joliet needs new housing and a vocational uh, training center. Those are just some of the nine recommendations in all. Well, the uh, IDOC deals with, uh, with special needs populations that require expensive care as well. What does the report have to say about those needs? The state's been involved in litigation for over a decade in order to essentially build a new mental health system. That's tough to do in places like Pontiac, where a shortage of correctional officers uh, delays the treatment um, because there are two officers required to escort inmates to the mental health unit. So if you're short-staffed, you're not going to be able to provide that care. The report also recommends replacement of the Dixon Correctional Center Mental Health Unit, and that comes with a price tag of $58 million for a new facility. Has the state announced any plans to address the infrastructure report? Well, the state has had uh, some version of this report since the spring. And as of last Friday, the IDOC uh, said the report was still under review and they have not issued uh, a plan on how they're going to address those uh, $2.5 billion in repairs that could turn into $5 billion within five years, according to the consultants. That's Illinois Public Radio's Edith Brady Lunny and John Norton. A spokesperson for the Illinois Department of Corrections says the agency has about 3,500 security staff vacancies, including nearly 400 at the Pontiac Prison. About half of the Pontiac Prison's jobs that were funded in the state budget are currently unfilled. In the weather for our listening area for today, increasingly cloudy skies with a high near 42 degrees. West winds around 5 to 15 miles an hour should turn to the northwest this afternoon. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies with a low in the mid-20s. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.